Hello, and welcome to Tales of the Braveheart, the 13th annual Ramjack 9-11 pageant. A cliched, jingoistic scream from planet Earth's greatest nation, wrapped in fetishistic nationalism, as baby Jesus always intended it. Thought, thought we were going to start the podcast. I'm the one who normally starts the podcast. Well, but 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 I already have, Alex, because you've already forgotten. Motherfucker, I got you! You forgot! You, you, you did forgot. not get you me. Forgot. You, you forgot. You forgot. You forgot. How could I forget every year? Almost every year. We even, we even have like a product launching, like a digital product launching at work on September 11th. Mm. Just so you know. Wow. There's no excuse for me to forget. Wow. Where do we, how do we, how do we proceed? I, well, usually, uh, you know, in, you know, I, I've said the title and mm-hmm. then uh, you kick uh, us off here, friend. That's how, that's how we've done this for the last, you know, 611 of these, so. 611 episodes. Um, some of those episodes of Remembrance mm-hmm. for some more than others, clearly. Mm-hmm. So on this special September 11th episode, welcome and thank you. And we're not talking Tulsa tonight. That would be disrespectful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would be so disrespectful. It would be wildly disrespectful. So we're not doing that. There will be no talk of Tulsa tonight. We debated on whether we could go to the center of the universe and talk about it there since no one else could technically hear us outside of it. But no, we're not going to do it. Tempting, but we would know. Of course. Of course. We like to hold ourselves accountable mm-hmm. and yeah. to a higher standard than others. Right. And to talk about Tulsa King on 9-11 would be Ugh. wildly inappropriate. <laughs> so we're not, we're, from this point forward, we will not be mentioning it. No, we will not. But there's, you know, been other things going on. Yeah, absolutely. Leading up to this somber uh, time of reflection. Mm-hmm. Currently, I'm on I'm on vacation, so uh, I'm you know I'm really getting in the 9/11 spirit. Um, As so, you should. Yeah. So it's nice. It's nice. Have, have you tried the uh, the mystery flavor Fanta yet? The zero, not. zero sugar. I've not. Maybe maybe don't. Oh, okay. So I was going through the supermarket and saw all black Halloween themed it has like I want to say like bats or something on it or ghosts maybe like a scary house anyway black and white label mystery flavored Fanta in for Halloween got it Joey uh, my son has been excited he's been drinking Fanta like he, he likes Fanta or has been like dipping his toes into it so I thought I, I snapped a pic sent it to Brad first because it's a zero sugar soda I'm like look another one's on the market let's go send it to Joey he was like yeah you got to get that we got to try it we get home um, I have to go do something I can't remember what it was but he's gonna try it first I'm like all right you'll try it comes to me almost immediately do you like cough syrup Alex I'm like what because the Fanta tastes like cough syrup. That's the mystery mm. flavor. It's gross. Well, maybe you should have served it in in in, in a little medicine cup. <laughs> well, that's when I was like, oh, and Brad, because Brad and I were texting back and forth and you'd mentioned that. I was like, well, this makes all the more sense because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it tastes like and it does kind of taste like like a oh. like if you tried to make Robitussin God an enjoyable damn. drink. It's very bizarre. Coca-Cola is not good at these. It isn't. It is not. Weird. I did try mm-hmm. the strawberry very cream like diet dr pepper mm-hmm. very good yeah, yeah. very good yeah, i enjoyed that one 
I guess it's on theme though. If it's a mystery, like Halloween themed drink, it's something that's supposed to evoke fear, which in most children is taking medicine, which would be that grossest one, the Robitussin, or for those unfortunate enough to have ever had Geritol in their life. Ugh. But what, what was the occasion you were taking Geritol? Um, like, isn't that old people vitamin mix? It, it is a vitamin mix and it tastes horrible. Um, I wasn't taking it. Um, I was given it as a punishment. <laughs> weird, weird. It wasn't going to hurt me because it's just vitamin gross mix, but it tasted horrible. And I had done something to deserve the wrath of Geritol, so they gave me a little shot of Geritol, and it was gross. <gasps> weird. It was very weird. In that retrospect, is a weird punishment. I mean, I'm glad we can come together and work through these things. Yeah. I mean, I opened the door on the September 11th episode to Geritol, mm. and you you were like, well, let's keep it open for just a second, friend. Let's talk let's, about this. So thank you. This. Let's explore thank this. You. Um, thank wow. you. Wow. And is like the resentment about that why you didn't tell your father that there was someone coming to kill him that had been trying to reach him? Um, I still haven't told him. Wow. Wow. I, I need to do that after this podcast. You really do. You really do. I'm very concerned. So let's hope everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been hope. texting with them and everything seems copacetic, but who knows when they will strike. Well, yeah, it's because they have a gun to his head and they're saying, act normally. Should have told him last week. Yeah. I feel horrible now. Yeah, he's had a gun to his head for a week? Fuck. Look, it's crazy times here. I, we're going to get into other things more entertaining, but I will drop mm-hmm. something really quick. Um, the bus drivers up here are on strike. Nice. Better pay better benefits those were already negotiated and settled on the big thing which i also were everyone i've talked to is 100 percent supporting the bus drivers even though it is wild the juggling we're having to do as a community yeah to to field children to school and back yeah should be um they there's a disagreement on monitoring them so right now every time they i think start the bus the camera turns on, which is, I think, the law around here in Ohio, I think in other places, so that there's always a camera on inside monitoring what's going on, just in case something crazy happens. Okay. But the bus company wants to add more cameras that are on all the time so that they can monitor the drivers before and after their shift. Oh, fuck that shit. No. Because apparently they get on the bus and they have to like do certain duties. Like they have to make sure everything is clean. They have to, at the end, look through all the seats and I guess they, they want this to make sure that they, the bus company says, look, we got to keep this up uh, up to a certain level of um, excellence. We got to watch you to make sure you do it. Nope. Get the fuck out of here. And the bus driver said, yeah, we're going on strike. Yeah, absolutely. So I can only hope that they don't continue to monitor these people because I, I never side with a person that a union is going. It just doesn't make sense in no. most and almost, I would say, 99% of the time, right? And that's being generous. It should be 100% of the time, clearly. Yeah, yeah. No. But I don't understand why they would want to do that. The rumor is that there's there's more to it than just what yeah, I've explained. Because they're looking for things that they can nitpick if they want to fire somebody. That That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, yep. That's what it well, always is. Well, so we're in solidarity no, you, with them. You were supposed to look through everything, but it, you just took a quick glance here. So we're going to count that as half a point. We're going to be generous. That's half a point. So you see, um, yeah, I know that, uh, yeah, really, if, you know, but there's so many infractions. If you add them all up, you know, over the last uh, 14 months, why we chose 14 months, who knows? Um, oh, gosh, you've just got too many. So I'm afraid we're not going to be able to give you your yearly um, 10 cent raise. So, ah, so sorry. But over this 14 month period that for some reason we chose 14 months, 
Oops, um, known reason. Um, you happen to have just happened to have had enough uh, half point deductions that, ah, we can't give you the 10 cent raise. Sorry. Hmm, weird. It's unfortunate. All right, but Larry. That's the way the Larry, we're gonna work. be looking over your 16 months now. Let's see what you've got. All right, Larry. Oh, Larry! Over the last 16 months, somehow uh, you have same problem. Ah, you can't have the 10 cents. Sorry. Can. What about what about Dave? Dave, Dave. Okay, I'm looking at. He's Dave. been here for 12 months. 12 months. Yeah, Dave, Dave. 12 months. 12 months. 12 months. Yeah, so Dave, yeah, if you keep this up next year, you'll be uh, you'll be qualified. Uh, but right now, we don't have enough. You know, you haven't been here long enough to uh, qualify. So yeah, I haven't got enough footage on that. Yeah, I mean, we haven't got enough of your so track just, record. So obviously, if you keep doing everything perfectly, you know, you should be okay. Yeah, go get them, Dave. Assuming you're get doing everything there. perfectly now, I haven't looked. I just know that you haven't been here for twelve months. But we'll see you next time. <laughs> Oh, Dave, Dave, look, uh, oh, wow, you've been here for, wow, 24 months now, and over those 24 months, it just so happens, ah, you've got too many infractions. (laughs) Sorry, Dave. But you knew, you knew, he knew it, right? Mm. I mean. Ah, of course, of course. I mean, you, I, listen, these people, they know when they're messing up. They know what they're doing. It's their own fault. Hmm. We stand in solidarity, but it has been chaos. It should be chaos. Yeah. They should fucking, like, not fuck over these people. So we almost went to a, a school board meeting because clearly this is the topic of conversation in the community. Mm-hmm. And the emails they've been sending are interesting. The frequently asked questions of like, why don't we just fire this bus company and get another one? Well, there's contract. And like the dancing they do around not supporting one way or the other, but just saying they have to figure it out. And this is just a part of that. So let's let them work through it. And in the meantime, we'll do our best. But a lot of people, I will give them credit in that if your child is late or absent during the entire strike does not count against them. Your kids don't even have to go to school during this entire strike. It won't be held against them at all. Nice. So that's good because there's some people who are really struggling. Yeah, I'm sure. People have to work up. Yeah, it needs, it's crazy. Yeah. But enough about enough about this stuff going on around here, Brad. I want to hear what's been happening with you. What's going down there in Florida? Well, I mean, uh, I'm living a hard night's life currently. Nice. I'm um, living a hardcore hard night's life. Friday night was the first night of the event. Uh, went Friday night, went Saturday night, went Sunday night. No no event tonight. No event, uh, no event Monday, no event tonight. Mm. Um, tomorrow night, yes, I will be there. Uh, possibly um, going there's a uh, there's a restaurant um, the Red Coconut Club that they uh, they transform for Horror Nights um, it's outside the park um, into the Dead Coconut Club Ooh. and I think I may go check that out before t- the event tomorrow night so I may do that as well so um, it's a great time I'm very excited loving it so far it's very good obviously you know this year uh, we, we spent the insane extra amount of money to do get the express so we've got a ticket. Our tickets are, uh, it's the Frequent Fear Plus with Express. So that's every uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and Sunday of the event. So we, oh, don't, wow. have, we don't have Saturdays. Um, that's that's the one thing. But we every day besides that yeah, almost? Every, like, yeah, goodness, every day man. except that. Yeah, it includes the first Saturday and the last Saturday as well. So really... I mean, you know, who cares? It's That's amazing. It's, yeah, it's great. Um, you plus, can walk into these houses. Plus the Express. And let me tell you, friend, that fucking Express Pass, that's a game changer. That is a fucking game changer. <laughs> Always is. I And the thing is, I would... Because it's, it's an insane extra amount of money. Like, it's a lot of extra money. But 
it's very hot in Florida. <laughs> and like the worst part of it is it's just the standing still in those lines because those lines move very slowly. Because I mean, this is a big event. It's getting bigger every year. And, you know, lines are right. You know, some of the longer lines especially are like, you know, two hour lines. So and the, the damn yeah and I think the express I think they advert I mean obviously these things, these are all estimates all the wait times everything and usually honestly the time that's posted is even long is not is not as long as it's is it's actually posted I think probably to make you feel better about the insane amount of time oh, yeah. you've been in line but definitely it can be it certainly can be uh, but I think with the express I think the idea is that it's they say that it should account for half of what the posted time is so if the posted you know it says an hour then theoretically you should probably probably only be waiting 30 minutes. Now, obviously, the first week, you know, all that stuff is in flux. They're still working out, you know, times and figuring it all out because, you know, every every house is different. Every year is different. Um, but in our experience, um, oh, it's so much less than that. Like, it's we're just, we're sailing through these houses. It's so nice. It is so nice. And uh, I mean, I've always said, like, you know, if somebody was coming down for one day, I would strongly, you know, I would recommend getting an express, you know, and doing that. Because, yeah, you just won't, it's the only way you'll be able to see everything in one night. But now it's the weird thing of, like, you know, we're very much accustomed to, like, you know, a successful night is getting to do four, maybe five houses. Anything beyond that is just bonus. And often we would be able to do, like, you know, six houses. Um, but really, it, that's, that's pretty, you're pretty much maxing out at that point. And you're not, you know, taking time to look at the stores or do a show or sit down and eat somewhere. You may grab something at a food stand, but you're not going to, you know, sit down and have a nice meal anywhere or anything. You're going to be moving to get all the houses in. So how many did you average on the first night? So the first night we did, and you know, we were still kind of figuring things out and obviously they're still figuring things out. And we also like took a break to, you know, sit down and have some food. Um, but with like, we did very easily, we did eight houses. Damn. Yeah. With time, with, with, you know, some, and we left, we didn't even stay, close out the event. We, you know, we stayed, we stayed a while, but we, we were like, oh, we've seen, we've seen enough. We're, we're getting tired. It's hot. You have all season. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. So, yeah. With this exclusive fast pass access. It's so, like, I, we, I, we don't really have a gauge of it yet. It's because it just, it just feels, we're getting through stuff so fast. It's like, fuck. Because it's like, you know, why? Okay. It's like, well, I definitely want to do this and this and this tonight. And then we just like knock those out. And it's like, what do, oh, okay. That took an hour. So, uh, what are we doing the rest of the night? So, <laughs> <sighs> Less of an opportunity, maybe, to people watch in the worst areas to really get good stories from it. But also, who cares? I mean, you're getting more houses in. It's yeah. more scare. It's more fun. Yeah. Well, another thing we realized um, waiting in a line uh, was that, I mean, it's we're not necessarily going to have, you know, less uh, people watching stories because the people that have money for Express are awful also the people that can afford to drink at horror nights. Oh, uh, okay. Those, those drinks okay. aren't cheap. So, uh, we we've, we've seen some so we've seen some people. We've seen some people. So, I mean, I'm sure there will be tales to tell, but yeah. As of as of right now, and I'm like you said, they'll you'll do a, another follow-up probably mm-hmm. with Dan mm-hmm. and maybe others to talk more about everything. I can't wait to hear more. Mm-hmm. But what's your what are your favorite like top 3 houses so far of the 8 that you saw? So, I man, it's a really good year. It's a very fucking good year for Horror Nights. Like like and they just, you know, things tend to change, you know, as it goes along, you know, and they improve some things, they clean up some things and stuff happens. But like right now, I would say I'm going to look at the little map here to uh to try to see if I can 
make a hard call. I think, okay. Ah, okay, I think, well, I think the number one is Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins, which is a, it's a goodie. Nice. Uh, you won't be able to resist going inside the menacing menagerie of Twisted Oddities. The price your soul to feed his immortal power. So that's fun. That's like a, it's yeah. like a 1930s and you're in like the, uh, the circus tent. Um, it's very good. Very fun. Um, and I think, um, my second one is, uh, it's called The Darkest Deal. Blues musician Pinestraw Spruce meets at a crossroads with a diabolical entity known as the Collector to make a deal. His soul for fame. And that was really cool. And my favorite thing about that one is, I mean, of course, you know, it's a guy just selling a soul, you know, to be a musician. So it's, you already got a blues theme going, which is great. Loving that. Um, all these crazy demons, um, that are in there. But there's one place where you walk through and it's very dark. And I'm, I'm still not sure exactly what they're saying. But to me, to my ear, these little, uh, little goblin-y demon creatures pop out. And, I, and it sounds to me like they're saying, very scary indeed. <laughs> they're just hype men at the front of the I, gate? I guess. I don't even know. I don't even know. Very scary. Very, very scary indeed. Scary monsters indeed. I, Come I, in and see the show. I just keep thinking scary monsters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> scary monsters. It's very funny to me every time. And I, but I'm not, I think they might be saying something else, but I can't quite make it out. But I'm just gonna, I, for, for my money, they're saying a very scary indeed, which is just fucking great. <laughs> And then there's like a there's like a big like a goat man a demon at the end that pops oh. out and he's great I love him love my goat guy um which is fun because in the Doctor Oddfellows there's also a goat man that pops out of like a, a thing so uh, we got a lot hmm. of goat creatures um, going all in the year the goat mm-hmm. apparently uh, yeah so a lot of fun creatures um the masks this year are really good too like they're doing a lot of cool stuff with masks that I it's be- much mm-hmm. better than I think in previous times so interesting um and my third i think would probably be uh yeti campground kills in a 1950s campground a group of towering terrifying yetis are running rampant ripping apart anyone who gets in their way it's very fun it's, it's kind of a more of a fun house um like you know sometimes they're sometimes they're you know uh, like a darker and more sinister this one's just kind of a goofy um horror thing and it's very fun and I know, Alex, the most important question that you're wondering, what about the bear? Well, that is, I, once you mentioned a goat guy kept popping out, I was like, well, where did the bear pop out? Oh, he pops out in Yeti Campground Horror. Nice. He pops at the very end, like, there's there's the bear. Straight up the bear. He's there. I love Perfect. it. I'm so happy to see him. Yeah, we haven't got him to dance yet, but, but the bear is there. Now... Something else that is now we've discussed how I'm personally bankrolling this event. Yeah, I am giving Universal a stupid fucking amount of money. You you haven't mentioned how much, and oh, that's okay. No, 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 I don't mind. I, I just I wasn't sure if there was a reason why. No, I just assume people don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, what do you mean? It, it's inter- I want to see how much. Oh yeah, let me let me see. I, so, I I think I'm blocked out of my memory, so let me just go to the website here and see how much I'm how much I'm paying for this. I, it is it all access pass. Yeah. Give me those fast passes most nights that are there. That's got to be a pretty penny, man. All right. Oh, no, no, it is. It is. Let me get the exact number here. Just so I, I don't want to. $719. That was, at most, I was thinking, did he spend like $1,200 on this? No. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's like a new 
It was a lot of money. Like high tech device. But $700 is a lot. It was more than I thought it was going to be on the low end. Yeah. But that's. But look, you go there all the time. I, I do. I, it's it's my joy. It is my joy. I enjoy. It. And you mean Joe Biden wants five hundred dollars a month for me anyway? So I'm like, there fuck you go. It. Fuck it. I'm about to be broke anyway. So what does it even fucking matter? Hold on. Give me one second here. With my and I had a little bit of a discount on there. So yeah, with tax, seven hundred and forty-five dollars is what I paid for that. So, um, but also, of course, you know, we bought the tickets for the the six house behind the scenes tour. So that was also that was a separate charge, of course. So yeah, it was two hundred and thirteen for the the six house uh, behind the scenes tour. But it's a whole day okay. thing, and that's you know well worth it. Yeah, a special event within the special event. I mean, you're exactly, exactly, exactly. Again, money well spent that you're enjoying. I, you know, I no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. I mean, I'm uh, trust, trust. The, before it's all said and done, we're over a thousand dollars. I mean, you know, consider like buying food at the event, merchandise. Oh, I'm easily gonna, I'm easily gonna be over a thousand dollars because also, Alex, here's the thing. You know, that six house tour, I'm very excited about. Um, you know, I love, you know, we, we talked about it on the podcast, you know, we had Tammy and Dan on to discuss our adventures at it. Um, here's the thing. The Six House Tour is for Universal Monsters, um, Unmasked, Chucky, Ultimate Kill Count, Stranger Things 4, Yeti, Camp Brown, Ground Kills, Jeweling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate. I gotta talk about that here in a second. Um, and Blood Moon Dark Offerings. Okay. You know, just once not on there, my two favorite houses. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of thinking I may also get the three house behind the scenes tour because <laughs> I what? really, I really want to see those two houses. And Interesting. The other one, the other one on there is Last of Us, which I don't really care that much about, but I'm sure it'll make it more interesting if I do the back behind the scenes tour. So I'm thinking I may do that because right, because they still have lots of tickets for those, um, and that's only $120 right now. They have really maximized. How do we get the most money from the people that love us the most? Oh, how can they get the most money from me personally? Yeah, like the, I am targeted. Look, we know these are the two best houses. So we're gonna put them in the, the really, mini three one like, I, and add a little a bonus one. But look, they're going to want the bigger one, too. So we're just basically going to take all their money for just these two tours. And they're going to love us for it. There's just so much, especially in the Dr. Oddfellow house, there's so much in there that I want to try to figure out. And I'm like, God damn it, they're going to get me. I'm like, ugh. Like, I, it's, it was in my cart. Because I was like thinking, all right, I could, I'm off this week. I could go Thursday. I could go Thursday this week. I could go on that tour. What I mean, what is stopping you? Well, other than like maybe misgivings of do I want to spend over a thousand? Like, do I definitely want to take the plunge into giving them a well, grand? Here's, here's the thing. For one, I know Dan's thinking about it too. There you go. Oh, uh, because we we joked about it the other night. It's like, God damn, I can't believe that uh, Oddfellows isn't on there. And at the time, I think we both thought that um, that uh, um, the other one um, was on there. So we didn't realize and so it's like now both like our two favorites are not on there and it's like god damn so that that's tough and there's still availability because there is actually still plenty of availability for those and there's even weekend availability so if i don't go this week there's still times on the weekends that are available which usually the six house store is pretty much sold out i think there's a couple left at the end of the event right now but these are pretty much open because i think they can do them i think they can do uh um they can do twice as many because they're only you know they're only three houses so it's they can do you know twice in a day hmm so so why do they offer the three one and the and the sixth one well because there's not enough time to do 
there's not time to do more than six because every time we've done the sixth one, like we get there at like nine and they take us out like as Horror Nights is about to begin. So like we're clearing the house. I remember the, la the both times um, we've like had to rush, you know, at the end because they have to get the houses ready for Horror Nights because people are outside lined up already. Like we were there from nine in the morning until like, you know, 6 p.m. So there's just not, there's no more time to do any more than the six houses. So. And, you know, it makes sense, because, I mean, yeah, it would be it would be a lot. But, God, they really fucking got me this year. They got me. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably going to do it. Why not? I mean, that's not a hundred, another $120. Yeah. You and Dad going to hang out again. Well, I don't, I don't, know, if Dan, I don't know if Dan's going to be able to hang. Don't know, don't, don't know if he's going to be able to hang with it. I mean, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We just we just lie. Don't tell Tammy and Josie. I don't I don't think they would particularly <laughs> care. You know, like I know they really enjoyed the doing the the sixth house. But like if they do, they do the sixth. You're still in the sixth house. That's that's happening. There you uh, go. That's scheduled for the end of the month. But I mean, what's a quick three houses before horror nights? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Don't know. Don't know what's gonna happen. But I'm I don't know. I'm gonna just check with Dan, see what he's thinking as far as that goes. But uh, go out to lunch. Oops, did three houses and now it's horror nights and so we stayed. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Got the inside scoop on the two best houses there. But I was like, I'm, I like, it was in my cart earlier today, and like, it, it, I put it in my cart, and then Dan messaged me. He's like, hey, man, did you realize that? Uh, God, do you realize the other ones on the three house tour as well? I'm really thinking about it. I was like, yeah, yep, yep, me too. I'm not literally hovering over the button right now. <laughs> so, uh, Wonderful timing. Fuck. Really thinking about it. I'm like, God, it got me. Fucking got me. I would not be shocked if Universal sent you like a follow-up email. I'm like, hey, you still got this item in your cart? Yeah. Come on. Hey, you're recording your podcast and you got an item in your cart? Go ahead and click the button. I'm telling you, it's... It's man, it's it's they got me, they got me, but I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a great it's a great event this year. I'm loving it. The houses are great. I Chucky is Chucky is the low man on the totem pole. I gotta say, really, yeah. Like that location is weird. It's in the Fast and the Furious building, um, mm. and the way it works, like last year they did Bloom House there, and it was half of um, you know one one movie, and, and then they did another movie. It was the second half, and that that worked, but it's just because it's got that break in the middle, so it's kind of strange. And the way they're doing the house, like, I thought they were just going to do it purely based on the TV show. But they're kind of doing this, like, weird meta thing where it's like... So basically, the first half is just, like, you know, famous Chucky kill scenes. So it's, like, you know, big ones. And then, they, and then the second half, it's the kill scenes from the TV show. So you're kind of going through all of those, which, like, the big ones. And that's, that's great. But there's also, on top of it, there's this meta theme of Chucky's taking over, you know, the thing. And so he's, like, also, uh, like, there's a pre-show, like, video when you're going through the line of, like, him, like, and I think he's, like, trying to kill, like, one of the, the people that works at Universal. So there's a whole thing of, of also Chucky's killing people at the event sort of thing going on and it's all just messy and doesn't really work so don't know don't know and I just think some of the timing with is weird for some of the stuff and it's all the puppets are neat like it looks really good but I don't know it just doesn't so it's, it's not there it's not there they tried something didn't work out. I yeah. mean, that's that happens all the time. It's fine. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not particularly bad. It's just, uh, and also the it's lines. Not great. The line, that line there is always weird, and the express is weird as well. And they just don't have the timing down on it. Like that was our longest wait. Wow. Um, and like a lot of people were complaining about that, but people have said that's that part has had a problem with the express for a while. They just can't. They can't get that one worked out. So how bizarre. Yeah. 
So, I'm sorry about that one, friend. Yeah, I am as Low well. man on the totem pole. But, so have you gone through all the houses now at this point? Yeah, we've gone through all of them. Um, the only ones we haven't done twice at this point. We haven't we haven't done we haven't done Chucky a second time. We're trying to give them a little bit of time to figure out their shit. <laughs> um, we haven't done Stranger Things or Last of Us a second time because with those, like I feel like those are more if you're really into that thing, you kind of it, you're, the whole thing is you get to you get to be in it you get to see it and they're more just i guess cinematic than they are really you know exciting so you're just kind hmm. of seeing scenes and things and uh, i mean again i watched a fucking playthrough of an entire level or you know an entire section of uh last of us and I, this is very accurate to it i will say interesting like it's like you're just in that video game did you watch the show no i haven't watched the show the show is better than the video game the show is awesome no I, uh, I, yeah, I'm not, I don't know, I I just, I don't, I do not think it's for me in general, but. I'm not most of a zombie guy these days. I don't know if I've ever was a zombie guy. I mean, it's neat as a concept, Mm -hmm. and I guess it's neat of, oh, mushroom zombies. The story is just better than any of the other stories. Again, specifically a TV show, because they took all the weird parts of the game and made them good. They, they cleaned the script up a lot, and they made it better. Okay, okay. Um, would recommend much better than The Walking Dead by a lot. Just good, but not your thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I, it's, I mean, again, it's, it feels like the video game. It looks like the video game. It's very accurate. They got the actual voiceovers from the video game. They got people, the voiceover oh, wow. actors to, uh, re- to record new stuff for the house. Is there a horrific reinterpretation of the giraffe scene? No, there's no giraffe scene. Not worth the time. Yeah, this is, I think it's, I want to say this is the, the Philadelphia level, maybe? I, they, it's specifically to one city, and I watched like a, in in a 1.75 speed, I watched a, a, like a, a YouTube video of a walkthrough of like that entire section, which was like two and a half hours, and... I was like, yeah, okay, I guess there's, I guess they're going to do this. I don't really get it. It just seems like, I mean, again. That's I, a weird choice. You could do so much. The giraffe is in, in the Philadelphia area. Right Sorry, now. Pittsburgh is the, uh, is the section that this is based on. And it is like, I will say, it was like, wow, this is just like that. It looks just like that. It is an amazing, like, recreation of that. So, mm, Wild. if you're into that, nah. we, there were some people that were behind us um, in a line that were talking about it, and they were fucking loving it. Like, it, they were so excited about it. It was very happy for those people. And it's neat. I enjoyed it. Like, I think I enjoyed it more than Stranger Things. Uh, because here's the problem with Stranger Things. It's oops all Vecnas. Like, it's just Aww. a bunch of Vec. It's like all Vecnas. There's like a dozen Vecnas in there. And a couple of them with really bad costumes. Like, I'm like, mm. what happened? Like, why does this look like just like you're wearing a plastic sheet that's about to fall apart? It's not good. So, I've... Uh, but there was one very, there's one actress in there that's basically the, I forget what her character's name is, but the Maya Hawk character, like, mm-hmm. and she was just super serious and I, I enjoyed her because she was like super into it. Awesome. Um, it was very funny. She's like wearing the beret and she's like, I don't know, I think she's shooting Vecna or something. I don't know. I don't remember what the specific is, but she was very serious doing it and it was very funny to me. So... There's only parts of the fourth season I remember, because that was like a year ago, I guess, at this point. Fun. I mean, it's neat. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see how too much of the main... Because I think that could be an issue with Chucky, too, is it's too... The character... One of the characters is just everywhere. Oversaturated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was... So it's, I guess, Vecna to taste, and it's just too much. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. It was. It's fine. It's fine. It's. But the thing is, 
and again, if but the thing is, it's so popular as well, you know. And there's like so many people there just for for Stranger Things and um, Last of Us. There's so many people that that's their thing, and they're there for that, and they want and they're going through that two or three times. So the lines are always very long. Wild. So I mean, those lines are regularly two hour lines. So I'm like, do I want to wait? Even like you know, with Express, like, it's no problem. But do I want to wait? You know, forty minutes? Like I, I, mean, I could go do something else. So. You know, why am I going to waste 40 minutes when I could just <laughs> not? So I'll probably, you know, I feel like those will be like, it'll probably get to the point where we do like one of those, you know, every time, you know, we go and then, you know, not worry about the others, but. Man, Fast Pass really does change everything. Dude, to go from two hours down to like 40 something is. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very nice. Like, as long as I get the money to do it, like, I, you know, I am not getting younger and it is not getting cooler outside. So, uh, and the lines are not getting shorter. So, uh, if you got the money, I, worth it, worth it. Definitely. Because, yeah, we could easily have done all, we can easily, we haven't yet. And I'm sure at one point we will just to see if we can do them all in one night. Um, but we haven't, we haven't tried yet, but we could, we could definitely do that. So that's, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. I'm enjoying it. So the one thing that I think you would find interesting, Alex, the the the, the dueling dragons choose thy fate house. Oh yeah, um, because that's a based on the um, now closed ride um, from Universal. There was like it was like a two dragon roller coasters, basically. And you got to choose if you wanted to go on the the red the fire one or the ice dragon. So and then they both like they they cross each other. So that was the, the exciting part there. So um, but on this you go through the house and at the end you get to choose whether you're going to go um, with the on the red dragon path or the uh, the blue dragon path. And uh, that's in the, it's different every night who wins and who loses. So depending on where you go, you'll either see apparently, uh, um, you know, you're victorious and you, Merlin has the spell book and he's, you know, he defeats the dragon or, uh, Mer- I, or apparently, cause I haven't seen it yet. Or apparently Merlin gets his head cut off. So, oh, so the first night we did it, um, Dan went one way and I went the other. So we could, you know, both have a different experience, which was very fun. Very good call. Yeah. So we did that, and then the second second night we switched, and uh, both times I fucking I was on the winning side. So each time I just could see that motherfucker just standing there with a head still on his shoulders, saying, "You are victorious! I am Merlin the Wizard!" Whatever the fuck that asshole says. With a dead dragon just there? No, or? no, not even. You don't even get to see a dead dragon. Oh, here's another thing. A shocking lack of dragons in this house. Weird. Because you're mostly seeing the, like, because it starts off, and I, I get what they're doing. Like, you see them kind of in, like, their wizard form, and then as you go through the house, you keep seeing them. I mean, they, they, they're becoming more dragon-like as it goes on. And then right before the place where you use your, your path, um, there's two big, like, basically you have the two sculptures of dragons, but there's not, like, moving dragons there. So you got, like, two big giant sculptures. And they look cool, but, I mean, I, I want to see some dragons. And I'm just seeing a bunch of people. And, like, one of them, um, like, has this, looks like the, the sorcerers from the Masters of the Universe movie. Um, hmm. The ice one does. Uh, and I'm like, well, that's weird. And the other one, uh, like the fire dragon, motherfucker, like, and I think they changed it a little bit. Like he's got, it's got like a, like a, one of those, uh, it's like a digital thing on the front that's supposed to look like fire. Um, but uh-huh. to me, it just look, I'm just like, you look like you have a light bright strapped to your chest. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> this is. I think they put another piece of plastic on it to diffuse it more. But before it was just like light up red blocks that were going up like fire. I'm like, this looks dumb. I don't like this shit. 
So nothing you've told me about this house makes it seem I, like it's scary this, or like even like no. It's well, I do like there's there's a little goblin guy that comes out pretty early on, and I like him. I really like the goblin guy. Goblin guy's great. Um, and I, I like I like the the sorceress looking dragon, the blue one. Um, but I do think I just can't stop thinking it looks like the sorceress from the Master of the Universe movie. Um, when Skeletor makes her all old, then she's like covered in the crystals and stuff. Um. So there's that. It's weird. I like the goblin guys. They're great. And I, it's, but I mean, again, first of all, we're, de- we're dealing with wizards and fantasy shit. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, there's some good stuff in it. And I'm just, I really want to see that motherfucker lose his head. Because I'm sorry if I'm supposed to, am I supposed to be on Merlin's side? I don't think so. Like, we're talking about elemental creatures, element. We're talking about ice, fire. Those are natural things. You know what wizards are? They're perversions of nature. They're fucking around. <laughs> with shit. Why does that asshole get to decide, like, what 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 you do with a magic book? Hey, why do you have a magic book, asshole? No. I want to see him lose his fucking head. I'm on the dragon's side. I hope you get to see it soon. I do too. So I'm getting annoyed. And I guess, I guess it would be different depending on if it's the red dragon that eats him or the, the blue dragon, right? Don't know. Or disembowels or, like, beheads, as you'd mentioned, or... No clue. No, well, Dan's seen both of... Dan's seen both... He's seen the the head taken on both sides. So he said it's pretty much the same, so... Hmm. Interesting. Kind of lame. Kind of lame. But every time I turn that corner and there's that book sitting there, I'm like, God damn it! I don't want to see... I want to see a head there. I don't want to see a book... I love the idea of getting to choose and that being yeah. different. Like, I love that. It's a, it's a fun, it's fun. But the downside is, because again, the Express, you can only use it, you know, one time a night. So we, I can't go through it again a second time with the Express mm. to see the other ending. So I gotta, I gotta wait and try again. Or I could just stand in the line forever, but I'm not gonna do that. Ah, come on now. No. Um, so. What else is scary in this? I mean, there's like, you know, there's stuff jumping out at you and stuff. Like, it's, it's, there's still a normal haunted house. It's just, you know. Okay. The theme is, you know, these dragons and Merlin, and Merlin's turned into a tree, and he gotta, he's got to get his book back so he can stop the dragons from destroying blah, 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 blah. Let the dragons destroy it all. Burn it all down or freeze it all. I don't care. He got turned into a tree? Yeah. Lady of the Lake tricked him or something. It's very confusing. I'm not sure. There's, what What about Lady of the Lake? Podcast, What's going on there? There's a podcast that explains, like, that's, there's one, you know, because there's one for each house that kind of gives you the backstory. Mm-hmm. And the one on that one, and maybe it's because it's just fantasy shit, I couldn't follow it. <laughs> like, I think my brain <laughs> is just blocking out fantasy shit because I can't care. And, like, that one, I was like, I don't understand what this story is. Because, like, it starts off and there's, like, somebody that's in the dungeon and I'm like, it's, and I, I, I assume that this is just supposed to, this is nothing because it's, I think it's supposed to be, you're supposed to see yourself in that role because it's like you are the person that's, you know, in the trapped in this. So I was like, hmm. but I was kind of focused on that and I was like, oh, so that's not an important part of the story? Okay, so that's, okay, all right, well... I was just wondering who that prisoner was and why Why were they expecting Merlin to help them? Like, Merlin's not going to help you. Motherfucker got turned into a tree. So, I don't know. He's got enough to worry about with these dragons and King Arthur doing his shit. I guess. But it's very strange. Very strange. I'm going to try to listen to that podcast again and see if I can make sense of it. But I couldn't the first time. <sighs> But I'll, can't wait to- I'll, I'll get it on the tour, so maybe then they can explain to me what the fuck this shit's about. <laughs> Between Light Bright and the Sorceress. <laughs> can't wait to hear more tales yeah. from the Horror Nights. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time. I'm enjoying it. On, on a kind of related note, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's September and it's getting into October, my family's already kind of itching to get into the Halloween uh, stuff. Nice. We went looking at Halloween decorations. My daughter did a Halloween craft. She painted a little scary um, haunted house. We downloaded this kind of seek and find 
um, quasi creepy. It's a. It's called. Um, I think it's called like Castle Full of Cats or something like that. And it's you got to find all these cats. The story is this whole castle of cats was cursed, and they were all turned into uh, creatures of. I guess morbid and or the night like thing monsters. So you have like zombie cats and Frankenstein cats and vampire cats and these huge illustrations. You have to go around and try to find them. And we've we've collectively as a family sat down and are just looking at these big images on the big television as someone mans the controller. And there's hidden ones and there's like a map. It's actually really nice and fun. But we're trying to get into that Halloween spirit. So we've started to watch all the classics. We watched uh, the Peanuts Halloween. We went ahead and watched the Garfield Halloween. And no, it's early, but we'll watch it again. Just getting into it. Um, so I kind of got in the mood to want to watch something maybe a little little scary. Maybe a little bit interesting. And I'm always trying to find something that's at the level of um, Joey and his cousins. And I think uh, the Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities might strike a good balance. Nice. It's on Netflix. The first season launched October of last year. And it hasn't, I haven't seen anything yet about if they're making a second season, but I'd be surprised if they, they don't. And it's interesting. I don't know if I would call it scary, but this all might be a reflection of me. I've watched three episodes, and from an aesthetic standpoint, there are things that kind of reoccur. There's like the talk of demonic things, and whether it's occult worshipping demons or like trying to use demons for their own ends. The demons have more of like a, at least in the ones I've seen so far, like they look like octopuses? Not traditional demons, not like creatures with horns and hooves, like a goat man that might pop out. <laughs> They're all squid-like, which is cool. It's like, all right, that's that's neat. That's a good take. Mm-hmm. And while they're all interesting, it's a, it's a more graphic and scary Twilight Zone, but not all of them hit in a way that I, I find is, I, to me, it's like, you got some good names in here. The special effects are great. What's missing? I, I don't know what it is so far. And something that I thought was a little weird on the second episode, there was something that I watched as a kid, and I think we watched it again for Ramjack, or we've talked about it, where there was some sort of like scary, I think it was a part in a movie, or, and it might have been like the Twilight Zone movie, or it could have been one of the um, other like horror anthology movies we watched, where there's a guy who ends up going to a cemetery to try to rob graves, and he ends up going through the tunnels that these rats have dug. Do you remember this, or have you? I do not. It's in. It's in. There's two things around um, cemeteries that I saw as a child, or parts of that was horror, and it's it's burned into my like memory of like, okay, that's that's crazy. So this, there's one episode that takes place. What I saw as a child takes place in modern times, but this takes the basic premise of that and just pushes it back, like to like the late 1800s. And I'm thinking, but this is still the same premise of that, like almost identical in many respects. However, about halfway through, they do twist it and make it very different in a way that I was not expecting at all. And it adds a layer of creepy fun, but only because it was so close to the other one, I was a little like, oh man, this could have been better. Why didn't you just go ahead and once you made the twist, keep twisting? Like you could do that. So it's neat. 
I think it would definitely be up like Joey and them's alley because they haven't seen all the other stuff that like we have. So to them, a lot of this would be fresh and a new idea. Nice. And there's good stuff there. And I would recommend it to you because I would. I just want to know what your thoughts are on it. Okay. okay. Um, if you ever watch it. Not, right not now, I'm watching on, that one episode though that described. Just no thank you. Yeah, I don't think you would be. No. You would not be able cannot, to make it through. Cannot do that one. No thank you. Though I will say, in the original thing that I watched in the 80s, that this may be an Was homage to or just. Shift? Maybe okay. I'll have to look at. I just I'll did look it. Nineteen ninety. That used puppets, and this uses like a ah. mixture of what looks like really good CG and or real trained rats. So already creepy. Let me look up Graveyard Shift. I don't know. I don't think so. I just looked uh, Rat Graveyard movie. That's the person came up. I think it was like a. Oh wait, here we go. No, I don't know. I'll be able to find it somewhere else. Sure, but anyway. sure, sure. Neat, worth the time, especially for horror fans, I think. I will say that every episode so far, I I would describe them as like a slow burn, but in a good way. Um, It doesn't rush, and they pack a lot of things in it that I think they're going to try to connect in later episodes that they just haven't yet. Like I said, one of the through lines is so far, um, though not in the third one yet, and I'm only like halfway through it, they work in this kind of like these demons that are just different. Nice. Oh, God. Yeah, it's a fun time. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, also, along you know the spooky lines, um, you know, just preparing for Horror Nights. I've I decided I was gonna read uh, Phantom of the Opera. Awesome. Did that, and also I've now read uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde because I was like, after seeing that '30s movie, I was like, okay, I don't remember any of this shit. Like, be I don't remember <laughs> Doctor Jekyll and Mister being such a weird incel weirdo. And so I've read both of these books now, and Jekyll and Hyde. No, no well, first of all, there's like no women in the book. It is like, oh wow, not, the only woman is is the is the maid that faints, <laughs> like. <laughs> literally the only female character in the entire book um she yeah she faints when she sees uh, um hide killing um like the uh like uh the uh, crew like the rich guy um whom by the way not i mean again not even jekyll is like older and it's it's he's not he's not engaged to anybody like no there's nothing there's not like literally women do not exist in Jekyll and Hyde at all it's not even that Hyde's like fucking around like Hyde's just violent and he's also short like he's he's young and (laughs) short because that's the whole okay. difference. Because it's because Hyde, because obviously, because Jekyll is more good than evil. His his evil side has hasn't um, hasn't grown as much. It's so it's younger and it's smaller when it comes when it takes over. Which yeah, that's that's an interesting th- that I've never seen anyone do anything with that in the you know in any interpretation. But mm. I, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. There's not much to it. It's very short. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. But Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> that book is crazy. <laughs> First of all, and again, I don't know if this is all translations or it's just the one I was I was looking at, but the Phantom, um, who was popularly at the time known, of course, as the Opera Ghost, also mm-hmm. constantly throughout the book abbreviated the OG. No way. Yeah, yeah. we're just talking about the OG. Amazing. We're talking about the OG. We're talking about the OG the whole time. Um, so the OG, who of course later we find out is Eric, Eric, Eric the Phantom. Um, okay. I'm, like, I'm not awesome. sure which is which is kookier, calling the Phantom of the Opera the OG, or calling him Eric. Like either one of these is ridiculous. It's amazing. This isn't the original. Like this is just in the. 
What? The book that you read. It's just awesome that that they just took that like, look, from now on, we're going to abbreviate this to OG. Yeah. You know what's up. Yeah, yeah. They, they're just calling him the OG. It's great. It's great. But also, the I, he's so much more of an incel than like, and I mean, you know, a fan of the obvious, like, okay, well, you know, I've, I've said that this house is fucking um, monsters on, it's like incels unmasked. Like it is yeah. all the, inc- all of our incel characters. Um, but Phantom is just so, it's crazy. He like, at the end of the book, when he's dying, he he like he's like he goes and he's like he, he goes and reels to uh, this guy. He's like, hey, I I I like Christine and 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 Raul go. I let them go. Um, and they're like, well, what 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 what? Why did you change your mind? What happened? He's like, she let me kiss her, and I had my first kiss of my life. And I'm like, oh god, like alright, I'm like, you alright, well I'm glad you didn't like kill somebody. Uh, well you killed a lot of people, but I'm glad you didn't kill them, but okay, this is weird. He's like, yes, finally for the first time in my life, I had my first kiss, and she didn't pull away. She let me kiss her forehead, and I'm like, oh, oh god. <laughs> this is all about a fucking forehead kiss, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> and uh I I kissed her forehead and she didn't pull away, and and then I was crying and she was crying and her tears her tears fell on my face and went under my mask and mixed with my tears and i'm like wow and i'm like god damn this fucking loser <laughs> <laughs> fucking weirdo i mean yeah hers were tears of like terror and yeah. i gotta get away how do i get away yeah it's, were. it's crazy and also just like i i don't even i was not prepared uh, for what you just said no. that's crazy and all like the crazy shenanigans like and also you find out that like he he was like like this and i mean i i remembered this but i don't know either i don't i don't know if i've read the book before i mean i was definitely aware of all the crazy like you know machines he's built into the walls and things and you know underground but he He's like this master, like, builder of, like, secret rooms and, like, torture chambers and things and... Torture chambers? Yeah, he builds this... He builds this room that uses, like... And, like, we're, we're making some real kooky sci-fi shit. Because, um, you know, uh, this book was written in 1910, which also, like, just sidebar. Can we talk about the fact that Fan of the Opera was written in 1910? So, therefore, that silent movie was based on a, a, a book from, like... 10, 15 years prior. Like, it's not that, it's not like it was like a classic that we're adapting. We're adapting a book from like 15 years ago. And that's just too weird for me to process. That is pretty wild. I thought it was older than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it was written in 1910. So, so yeah, that movie, that silent movie is like based on a, a you know, a, a popular recent book. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> now a major motion picture. Like, that's crazy. Oh, gee. Like, th- that means the remake of, of, of Stephen King's It was based on an older book. <laughs> it's, it's very strange very strange uh, but he's so he's built this torture chamber that is using mirrors and things so that so that it, it and it's painted to look like a desert so that once you're trapped in there um, you know, it it, it it feels, well, no, it feels like a forest. You think you're in a forest, uh, but it's an African forest, you see, because it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. And uh, eventually uh, you go mad and, and then there's, then there's, you hear the sound of rain and you put your tongue out to try to get some rain because you're losing your mind from the heat. Um, but that's just a sound effect. It's not actually raining. This is just an illusion. It's tricking your mind. And then you put your tongue out and you touch it, but you touch a mirror and it burns your tongue and ah, and so you go 
even crazier, and eventually you just commit suicide because you're losing your mind, or you just burn to death. Yeah, probably burn to death. Yeah. You may not even... Well, there are, like, so... metal trees in there that you can use to kill yourself in a, with a noose. I, like, it is... So, like, the sci-fi... But to what end? Why? Uh, well, to, for torture. Well, for he's using it... He created it for the first time because he he was, like, in <laughs> India, and there was, like, a, like a princess or something um, that, like, was, like, really into his, like, torture chambers. So it was basically to torture people to death for, like, their entertainment. The crimes? Okay, so it was for nefarious purposes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Because he's that like, he world-renowned for like building like crazy machines and things. And I'm like, okay, listen, I know that you have a monstrous face and you got to cover it with a mask because you're crazy looking. But mm-hmm. like, if you were like, if you were globetrotting, you were going all over the world. You've traveled all of Europe, like all. You've traveled the Asias. You've traveled Europe. Like with the amount of like notoriety alone. Can you not do a forehead kiss at some point in your life? You would think. Was he disfigured since he was young? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's been traveling with his mask on. Yeah. But why did he turn to a life of... Because that wasn't in, like, the the musical, right? I don't remember there being torture chambers. I, yeah, I don't know if the... The Phantom of the well, Opera? there's... I, not not that one in particular, because that one's just too sci-fi. Like, there's all this weird, like, machines he builds in the book that, like, in no way could be real, but it's all kind of, like, hand-weighed with... He knew more about um, technology... Oh! The other thing. Uh, the other thing that he uses to woo Christine is... Uh, and Alex, I think, I think we all agree this is a pretty great way to woo a lady. Um, he <laughs> explains to her that he's the world's greatest ventriloquist. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I love, I'm like, dude, you, I, I mean, I called incel early on, but like, sir, sir, you are trying to woo a woman by telling her that you're the world's greatest ventriloquist. I got this trick. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, again, they use ventriloquism in this book to like, uh, as a magical power, pretty much. Because it's like, he can make his voice, like, like he's in the next room and he's making them think it's, you know, it's, it's, he's in the room with them. Like, he's using uh, these ventriloquial powers. It must have been a crazy time living in 1910. I'm telling you, like, it is ridiculous, the stuff that this book gets away with. <laughs> People still reading by candlelight, like, gripping this book, terrified. Oh. And then, like, practicing, like, I bet if I do ventriloquism, I'll be able to do the same kind of thing. Uh, I, I could make someone think that my voice was coming from from a, a rope in a room. Like, no, you can't. That's not how that's, ventriloquism works. That's not how it works. So, it's very weird. But there are... um. There's also a line that I want to read from this Please book. Please do. Like, I, this book is filled with crazy quotes, but uh, this one really, I just had to take a minute. Um, <laughs> and like, just, you gotta do the math on this. You, get, you gotta take a second and do the math to, to figure out if this is insane or not. They kiss like a, dis, like a despairing brother and sister who have been smitten, smitten with a common loss and who meet to mourn a dead parent. Holy shit. (laughs) They kissed like a despairing brother and sister who have been smitten with a common loss and who meet to mourn a dead parent. What? I mean... Does this describe the forehead kiss between the no, Phantom and no, Christine? No, 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 okay. no. This is no. This is between. Is this supposed to be a romantic yes. kiss? Yes. Yes. Wild. Yeah, shit was crazy back in 1910. Yeah, like because I, in context of a romantic, they kiss like a despairing brother and sister who have been smitten with a common loss and who meet to mourn a dead parent. That is a weird description. 
I mean, like, were they kissing each other on the cheek? No. They were kissing I don't know each other if I've lips. ever... Well, I because mean, like, I'm trying to figure what, what out... Say, what the description means, and, like, if you think about it long enough, it's like, oh, okay, it makes sense, because it's a sad kiss. But it's a weird way you got there. Weird, why didn't like, you just say why, sad kiss? Why do we have to say brother, sister, smitten? Like, let's not use those all... The, let's not conjoin all of those. Yeah. Let's not use the kiss between... Let's not describe a kiss between two people with a romantic interest in each other and a brother and sister. And let's not use the word smitten. They kiss yeah. like a despairing brother and sister who have been smitten with a common loss and who meet to mourn a dead parent. Wild. I can't tell no, if it's you. I can't tell if it's insane or amazing. I mean, it can be both. I mean, it's mostly insane. I'm still caught up on the torture chambers. Like, yeah, no, how long is this? Oh, how many pages? Like, could I? I yeah, you can knock it out. It's no time. It's not. not I'm very long. to get this. Yeah, it's, it it's, sounds. It's good. It's good. Too good to be missed. You no, know, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's like all the antics of like climbing around under the opera house where he's got all these secret rooms that you have to find the right panel to touch. And then, and also I, I swear they're like walking through a mirror at one point. Like it's They describe it like it's a revolving door if you touch the right place, but it really sounds like they're just walking through a mirror. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just think like we're really, we're really stretching credibility here. I mean, questions arise. Where did he find the tools to do all of this? Does he have like a, a woodworking shop somewhere in the rafters? He'd have to have multiple places to really get this, any of these things working right. Well, he was, he was, the thing is he was, he was uh, part of building the, the opera house. So, okay. So he helped build it with yeah. other people. Yeah. And he built it. Yeah. Based on, you know, the stuff he'd already done, like built that torture chamber. It was identical to the one he had built before. So. So when other people were helping him, just contractors, they're just getting money. They're like, look, I'm not going to ask any questions. Uh, or they ended up just waking up in the, the what they thought was the jungles of Africa until they went mad, licking things that weren't water and burning themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he- also, like, you know, the most famous image of the Phantom Opera is like, you know, at the, like, the, like the you know, the, you know, the organ playing. Mm-hmm. And like, this book goes to great detail of how, like, you know, the organ in an opera house is not a musical organ. It's like the thing that they use to control the gas. But he makes music with it. Well, he also, he plays music, but not with an organ. So the organ there is... The organ is what controls, like, like the, the organ in an opera house is not a musical instrument. It's, that's the device that controls, like, the, the gas, like, lighting. Okay. But our most iconic image of the Phantom of the Opera is, like, this playing an organ. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Now, granted, that was well after it. Yeah. I mean, like, they took some artistic liberties. I just love that, like, these movies, like, they, they, that have, like, solidified what this thing is have, like, so twisted things. I mean, it, I would love to see the, uh, like, a reinterpretation of the original book now, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. I want to see some people kissing, like, smitten brothers and sisters. <laughs> were there any other weird, like, sibling things in it that were just like, hey, what are you doing? <sighs> At least there were women in this book. Yeah. They've got to walk. And this is, this is in the silent movie. They've got to walk around with their hand up um, in front of their face um, because he might do the, the Punjab lasso trick where he hangs them because he's very good at it. What? It's some sort of rope thing. It sounds like he's throwing a lasso, but with magic almost. Um, to but he can use it to uh, hang somebody. So normal lasso around their shoulders, get really tight and taut, and just choke them. Yeah. If I put my hand in front of my face, then, you, then it then hits it, yeah. my face, and it, it can't choke me. Right, because you can get your hand, you get your hand my, there that you can get you can get free. But I'm hanging there, depending on how tight well, it but is. But you know, you get you get your arm. That's you know, so it's not getting all. So it can't get around your neck because you got your arm in there. True. So you can free yourself. Okay. 
I would still love to see someone get out of that. Yeah. Because it's got to be awkward. I mean, I, I want to see him try to do it. Yeah. It's very strange. This this has all the makings of an actual like yeah. horror night's house in a wonderful way. Yeah. Definitely a wonderful movie. I want to see it. Yeah. It's a good time. It's a good I time. want to see it. Netflix greenlight it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Um, I think this year we're going to make, um, as a family, yard ornaments. They're just big, like, but we're going to, like, make them, like, cutouts of, like, wood and, like, use glow-in-the-dark paint to make it look like at night. These ghosts are just, like, floating in the darkness. We we did some sketches, and we're trying to figure out how we want to do it, but we're all bought into making these things, so I'm excited. The little boos are kind of, like, the style I was going to think about go for. Nice. Nothing too creepy, obviously, because we can't do that, but are the kids wouldn't necessarily be receptive to it. Sure, sure, sure. Well, Joey would be, but... Wow. I, I can say that I've, I have, I've watched a few other things, some TV shows. Um, the spinoff of Isaac Asimov's Foundation stuff keeps getting good. It's just great science fiction if you're into it. Awesome stuff. Um, but something else that just launched that's a little weird um, is Netflix adapted another uh, really popular Japanese comic book, manga, if you will, into live action. And that is... Is Scarlett Johansson in it? No. Oh. Though I did watch that recently. Oh, really? Did was, I mention that? No, was that good? I don't know anything, uh, ab- I don't know anything about any version of it, so... One Piece is the TV show that Netflix did. Mm-hmm. It is good. I, w- I would say, if you don't like anime, you will not like it. Yeah, so, Brad, yeah, I don't know, I, you yeah, should watch it. But it's the closest I've ever seen a live-action thing based on anime nail its source material. Because okay. everything else is very... I don't know. They just can't get it right. And whoever... The people who made this clearly love the source material in a way where they were able to adapt so much and streamline it in a way that still makes it feel really, really good. Um, it's just great. Like, it, it's a fun time. It has, like, a, a neat optimism that only this type of thing can have. Anyway, really good. Uh, Ghost in the Shell with Scarlett Johansson was weird. So I've, I've seen the original Ghost in the Shell movie, and I don't think it's the same story. Like, it's the same up to a point, but then it went in a direction that I did not remember it going at all. And I don't even know if it ends the same. It was very bizarre. Um, cool special effects, kind of. There's these robot um, geisha creatures that are terrifying looking. Um, like, would give Megan a run for her money as like an uncanniness to her. But these things can, in a moment, suddenly start walking unlike a human and just like almost insect-like just disappear on all fours or suddenly it has more limbs. Mm. Lots of people just get straight up killed point-blank range with guns. It wasn't... I, I mean, it was like, it was like, this is okay, I guess, but it wasn't good. Hmm. And it didn't have anything to really, I don't know, the original Ghost in the Shell was something that was hauntingly strange. And it left you in that time, which was in the, the late 80s, uh, maybe early 90s, with the concept of like, what if, if artificial intelligence happens and or we start doing more stuff with human and uh, hybrids with technology, like where's the barrier between human and non-human creatures. Neat at the time, and whenever that movie was released, we, it, oh, we've we talked about this ad nauseum. Maybe it's new for some people, I don't know. It was weird. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I watched something, I mean, that we haven't talked about on the show yet, and that was the end of oh. Riverdale. I was I was hoping you would be able to talk about it. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I, 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 I will watch it, because I want to, I just haven't made sure. time for it yet. Sure, sure. Those last two episodes are pretty kooky. 
You talked about one of them, I think, or at least part of one. Did you not? Um, I don't. I don't know. What's 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 you? What's the last thing you remember me discussing? The last thing I remember is that they all came clean, and there's the guardian angel girl was like, "Look, I took you back to the past. Everything's cool in the future. Mm-hmm. Here's a video of your life. Here's it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now you get to choose whether I guess you remember it or if you don't remember it or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them chose to remember that. Some of them did not. So. And didn't Archie and Betty decide? Jughead, to Jughead and Betty cho- chose to remember. Okay, it all. yeah. Archie said no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Archie said no. Veronica pass. was like, pass. Like I'll remember the good. Well, they they remember the good stuff, but they don't remember everything. And Jughead and Betty oh. were the only ones that remember everything. So that's a lot for Jughead. Yeah. Yeah, that would absolutely. drive a person crazy in its own right. You would think, right? So, uh, but then, so am I still in a universe where like another version of me is like writing it? Exactly. He remembers multiple universes and like entire different lifetimes. But these, like, so, the, but like the 1950s reality is the one that is the main reality. That's the one that stuck. Okay. Um, they didn't go back and try to change that, which I was like, that's a wild choice. <laughs> Um, but so basically the last episode, what we do is we, we go to old Betty in like present day and Betty's the last of, of, of that group that's still that's surviving. So it's old lady Betty and she's, she's like near death and, uh like ghost or angel Jughead pops in and of course it's young Jughead and it's like and she's like oh I remember oh the times we had and he's like yeah that's right Betty and it's like oh is he gonna usher her to the afterlife it's weird and he's like Oh, if I if we get just go if I could just go back there for one more day if I could just go back there for one more day it's like oh we can do that so basically we quantum leap Betty dun 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 dun, um, dun that's when her arms go up and like pretty much it's like it's like basically well um oh well do you remember do you remember the last day of school oh of course I was in bed with the mumps and I missed the last day oh I didn't get to I didn't get to pick up my yearbook until until the summer and no one had a chance to sign it so I never got anyone to sign my last yearbook and she's like well well so he quantum leaps her into her own body so she's in her body back in the 50s and she basically gets to relive that day but without having the mumps so i guess i i don't know what the fuck so his time changed i I, I don't know angel rules so basically betty gets to relive and she's like oh i've forgotten so much of this i forgot that after angel tabitha gave us all our memories we remembered that how you jughead and me we used to date in the first timeline but now we hadn't and me and archie were dating but in this one and betty and archie and eddie and betty the ramblings and, and of Jughead a mad and, woman and everybody had fucked everybody <laughs> in all these timelines so we all just for the for the next year after we found out from the angel we got all of our memories we just decided it's easier just to be in a one big quad so they all fucked for a year <laughs> I mean, that's the best thing an angel's ever done yeah. for people, I think. It's like, man, we remember all these times we were in relationships together at different times and stuff. You know what? Let's all fuck. And they fucked. That is awesome. Yeah, all four. Good, all that, good kid. That's awesome. Well done. Yeah, which, that's wild. That is nuts. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> we were a quad. We all <laughs> fucked each other. Yeah, great times so funny. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then during any of that time during the summer or that they never signed her yearbook, which I think is kind of weird. Well, no, because they, they didn't get the yearbooks until the last day of school and Betty wasn't at the last day of school because she was in bed with the mumps. 
But they all live in Riverdale. It's like a tiny town. I, Surely you could just get your yearbook and be like, hey. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're going to you're, like, you're gonna see people like, you know, after school's over. You never get to it. You never get to it. I guess not, man. I don't know. Yeah. It was a different time. I, I mean, I, I think there's one of my yearbooks that you never signed. You were like, oh, That's wild. I, 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 I got I to gotta think of something. And then you never did. So I've got one yearbook that you never even signed, friend. That is crazy. Yeah. I should go back and sign you, it. I, I know we've talked about this before, we should, I think, We should go back ago. in time and you won't have the mumps and you'll sign my yearbook <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I thought of the perfect thing to say. Oh, all right. All right cool, I guess. I'll Feel free. I'll read it at some point, I guess. Weird. Gomez? What the fuck does that the mean? Oh, you'll mean? know. You'll know. Oh, okay. Weird. All right, give me a stock tip or some lottery numbers at least. Fuck. I buy Apple, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's 2002. I like, what are you talking about? With what? I don't know. Just we got to find money and we got to buy Apple stock. Yeah. Let's start a side hustle. Let's do it. All right. Weird. Are, are iMacs going to be that popular? I mean, if you if you invested in Apple back then, you were going to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Even yeah, then, yeah. it started going skyrocket, so we would be good. But at the time, I'd be like, mm, you mean the iMac? Yeah, you would not. You, you would about? not. You would not guess. That weird, like, plasticky computer with, like, the bright colors? All right. doesn't even run video games. It doesn't even have all the stuff. Well, seems weird. Seems weird. All right. Weird. Trust. All right. Yeah, I was going to put my money on Zune. You see, this thing, you think Microsoft made a Zune? It's a music player, I think. <laughs> Oh man, it, it would have been a crazy. It would have, it'll be a crazy time. Yeah, when an angel ushers me back into the past to sign a yearbook on my deathbed. But like, also like, so we basically get to do the whole thing where it's like, you know, oh, what happens to all these people? And it's like, like Fangs like dies in a bus accident like a month later. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Fangs, <laughs> and it's like Angel Jughead's like, yeah, you can't, you can't change it. Like this is, this is how it is. <laughs> and it's like, well, what the fuck's the point of all this? See, weird, one last time, weird. Like, cause he before he lived to be an adult and had a baby that turned into an angel, but like, like now he's just dead. <laughs> Fuck. Tough angel love, man. Weird. Very strange. So, uh, yeah. But then, like, yeah, Archie, like, moved to California and married some random person and had a family. Like, Wow, boring. Yeah, like, Jughead, like, bought the comic book company that he worked at. And, like, they basically made Mad Magazine, but I forgot what they called it in Riverdale because it's always a stupid fake name. Um, also kind of boring and weird. Yeah, like, Betty, like, never got married, but she adopted a kid or something and ran a magazine. They saved the earth from the devil. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 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 They had they had superpowers. Yeah, Veronica like uh like started a movie studio. Okay. Um Reggie took over uh, like I guess he started a I, I think he took over his parents' farm or something and then he's like started a car, he actually started a car business. Hmm. Okay. I mean like like a like a dealership like 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 selling oh. like not, not like not like he's starting a, a, like not creating cars he's just selling them so kind of what his dad did in the old timeline very strange I don't know um yeah it was weird it was a weird episode but uh, then what happened to the twins um which which twins there's multiple twins I didn't realize there were other twins well there's I mean there's um Betty's niece and nephew and then there's um oh no the blossom twins oh, yeah. is what I was talking yeah. about um they're well because it, because Cheryl I, her and Tony are together like I don't know they they're they're happy in like in Arizona or something I you know um but like Jason because the Jason in the 50s timeline is doll Jason and not real Jason that died 
So he just has, he was a doll in the original timeline. He wasn't a human. So, you know, I... What? Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess they couldn't get the original actor back, maybe? So, they, I mean, they got a new actor for this season, but they're saying that he... But the angel told them that he was based on the doll, not the real one. Also, Reggie this, remembers that there was another Reggie. That's got to haunt him for, yeah. every, for I mean, the rest you know, of his life. He's got all the good memories, which I guess it means he, he also has the memory of having the threesome with the other Reggie and There Veronica. you go. Well, that's why he's just like him, Veronica, and Reggie himself. Yeah. So, God, Riverdale's taking some weird turns. It's weird. It's very weird. And then, yeah, at the end, uh, like, but he's like, I want to go to Riverdale one last time. And her granddaughter drives her to Riverdale and she, like, dies, like, in the parking lot of Pops. Wow. Like, in the car. Which is fine because Pops has, like, already been closed. (laughs) Like, so it just, the camera pulls out. Yeah, well, then we go to heaven, which is Pops. And everybody's there. So I guess they're just forever. So I guess Pops is just forever cooking burgers for pe- for teenagers. And by teenagers, I mean people in their 30s that are playing teenagers. The devil actually won. I mean... Because we all know Pops had to deal with the devil, so they're not like in heaven, it. Brad. It's weird. It's so weird. I don't like when shows end when they all go to heaven. Lost fucking sucked. That last season was bad. It didn't make... It didn't work. It didn't work. But... We've all got to pass over together. <sighs> Bullshit. I mean, this I this is fine. This is how you do an ending. I mean, yeah. Like it's fine. It's cutesy. Like you get everybody's like you know you get like the what happened to everybody and it's fine and they all except poor Fangs. You, you get what happened to him. He died a month after they all graduated high school. Fucking crazy. And you can't change it. Just don't even try. I'm glad you got your memories of of being an adult because in this timeline you died at 18. Yee. But at least your child lived... I mean, it's a different child. Your first child was an angel child. They grew up in a time bubble. Um, your second child grew up without a father because you died on a bus. <laughs> I don't know if the 50 times line is good. Other than, like, the quad thing where they're uh, all, like, wild. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Like, I, it, not the ending I would have ever... I mean, I don't know how you would have... Like, when we start, when we jumped into the 50s, I mean, it was already so kooks. But this is not how, what I would have guessed they would have done. But it it's, yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. Checks out. In the last episode, when they're at Pops, at least tell me Jughead has on his crown cap and he eats a hamburger. I don't know if we see meat. They're definitely hamburger. He has a, he has a burger. He has a shake. Do we see meat? I can't remember. But that's Probably. all you wanted from the show when it that's started. When it started. Yeah, and we finally got it. I was happy. And since then, I've, I've been along with the ride. There you go. So, you know. It's fine. It's fine. It's a weird fucking show. And it stayed weird and got weirder. So I approve. Yeah, I appreciate that. Alex... I got something I would like to read here for the occasion. Um, now, uh, this was largely composed by our friend, uh, ChatGPT. Awesome. Um, and uh, I know we said that it would be inappropriate to talk about Tulsa King, but mm-hmm. I, you know, if ChatGPT generates a story that features a Tulsa King, what can I do? What can I do but to read it? I mean, I, now I will say- Artificial Chat, intelligence Chat, doesn't understand. ChatGPT will not create a fan fiction story about 9-11. Wild. But, um, I would but, beg to differ, but- But it will create a story in 2001 in New York. And with the addition of, I did insert three lines into this story, <laughs> um, like by hand. So, okay, just to, just to compliment the, the theme. But I will now read a little story called Shadows of the Past. The year was 2001, and New York City was bustling with life. 
<laughs> Unaware of the shadows that loomed in the corners of its streets, Tulsa King, a renowned environmentalist, had arrived in the city for an important conference on single-use plastics. He was determined to educate people about the harmful impact of these plastics on the environment. <laughs> on a particularly foggy evening, Tulsa found himself wandering through Central Park, preparing his thoughts for the conference the following day. As he walked deeper into the park, he felt an eerie presence surrounding him, an unexplainable chill in the air. Unbeknownst to him, he was about to encounter a ghostly figure from the past. Suddenly, a translucent figure appeared before Tulsa, wearing clothing that seemed from another era. It was Cadman, a 19th century sailor who had met an unfortunate inn during a storm in the Atlantic Ocean. Cadman's spirit had been bound to Earth, unable to find peace. Tulsa stammered, his heart racing. I am Cadman, the ghost figure whispered. I have been trapped in this world, unable to find rest. I seek your help, Tulsa King. Tulsa, intrigued and empathetic, listened to Cadman's tale of woe. Cadman explained to him that he had been a sailor who had witnessed the devastating effects of plastic pollution in the ocean long before it became a global concern. <laughs> he begged Tulsa to spread the message about the dangers of single-use plastics to prevent others from suffering a similar fate. <laughs> As Tulsa delved into Cadman's story, he realized there was a deeper connection between the sailor's plight and the secret he had discovered about astronauts. It turned... <laughs> It turned out that some astronauts had observed plastic debris floating in space during their missions, highlighting the far-reaching consequences of human pollution. <laughs> With Cadman's guidance and an eerie twist of fate, Tulsa delivered an unforgettable speech at the conference. <laughs> he spoke about Cadman's ghostly encounter and revealed the astronaut's secrets, <laughs> emphasizing the need to address plastic pollution not only on Earth, but also in the vast reaches of space. Tulsa's message struck a chord with the audience, and his dedication to the environment earned him a standing ovation. The lesson about the dangers of single-use plastics was now etched in the minds of many. However... Amidst the conference attenders, there was another presence. A charismatic, boisterous character known as DJ Rappin' Ramaswamy. <laughs> this libertarian charlatan claimed to have, a better, to have better solutions than Tulsa's environmentalism. With flashy slogans and smooth and a smooth tongue. I didn't add any of that. I just, I just gave the character a name and said he was a charlatan. They're adding all of this and it's dead on accurate. With flashy oh, yeah. slogans and a smooth tongue, he advocated for minimal government in intervention and un fettered capitalism, even if it meant the continued use of harmful single-use plastics. Hmm. Just as Tulsa finished his speech, DJ Rappin' Ramaswamy took the stage, attempting to sway the crowd with his catchy tunes and deceptive rhetoric. The audience, momentarily entranced, began to question their commitment to the environment. <gasps> But then, an unexpected explosion rocked the conference hall, shattering the spell of DJ Rappin Ramaswamy had cast. Chaos erupted as attendees scrambled for safety. Tulsa and the others rushed outside, their hearts pounding, just in time to see the second plane hit the towers. No fucking way. It was a powerful reminder of the urgency <laughs> of their mission to protect the planet. As they stood in the chaotic aftermath, a bewildered and, disori bewildered and disoriented, the park's dimly lit path ahead revealed a new and ominous presence. Emerging from the shadows was a robot unlike anything they had ever seen, gleaming, monstrous, and undeniably menacing. Its eyes glowed a sinister red, and its mechanical limbs moved with an unnatural grace. 
The sight of this eerie robot sent shivers down their spines, and they couldn't help but wonder, what was this me mechanical monstrosity, and what role did it play in the unfolding events? The mystery deepened, leaving them with a chilling question that would haunt their thoughts as they ventured further into their mission to save the world from the grip of plastic pollution and deceitful agendas. A message suddenly flashed on every screen in New York City, including the one on Tulsa's smartphone. It was a call to action, <laughs> a plea for bravery and dedication in the face of a new unknown threat. Join the ranks of Earth's defenders, the message read. The future of our planet depends on your courage. Enlist in the U.S. military today. Tulsa King, standing in the eerie glow of the menacing robot, realized that their battle was not over. The call for military recruitment echoed in his mind. Tulsa realized he needed a moment to collect his thoughts. He found a nearby coffee cart and ordered a cup of coffee to go. The barista handed him a cardboard espresso cup filled with mediocre coffee. As he took a sip, he couldn't help but wince at the taste. The lukewarm coffee did little to soothe his frayed nerves, but it grounded him in the reality of the situation. There was much work to be done, and the, mis and the mysteries surrounding plastic pollution, astronauts, and the menacing robot were far from solved. <laughs> With the bitter taste of mediocre coffee lingering in his mouth, Tulsa King knew that there were more challenges to face and secrets to uncover in the mission to protect the planet. He flipped the cup over to read the words, G.I. Joe. <laughs> I did add, I added the G.I. Joe and the uh, plane hitting the tower, of course, because they wouldn't do it. Other than that, though, man. wow, Chad GPT. Mm. Mm. Really going at it. Yeah, and yeah. I think did a great job. Absolutely. An appropriate 9-11 themed Tulsa King story about known environmentalist Tulsa King. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a fitting uh, tribute. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Very appropriate, very appropriate. I'd like to thank everyone Jehovah's for joining us. Jehovah's Witness Elder calls an active member and asks, Why are you celebrating Christmas? He answers, they're just Christmas fractions. Jehovah's Witness joke. Oh, wow. Jumping from Mormons to Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. which are even that are more kooky than I've mm -hmm. than I knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, this was sent in <laughs> from friend of the show. Here, let me bring up on my phone because I remember in our chats, I had to look up what a fraction was because I didn't understand. Well, the joke at first, clearly. Chris sent this in. I mean, what's there not to understand? Obviously. Uh, you know, Jehovah's Witness Elder calls an active member and asks, why are you celebrating Christmas? And he answers, uh, they're just Christmas fractions. So what is a fraction mm -hmm. besides, like, um, divvying up um, whole numbers mm -hmm. into smaller portions of numbers or things into smaller portions? Right. Right. A fraction in the Jehovah's Witness religion is a blood product that is derived from one of the four primary components of blood. Already, I was not prepared for this and thought, am I reading this right? The four components, of course, being red blood cells, white blood cells, platelets, and plasma. Mm -hmm. Jehovah's Witnesses are allowed to accept fractions of these components, such as hemoglobin, uh, are, uh, things for the clotting factors, and uh, immunoglobulins as a matter of personal choice. You can accept any part of blood, but, however, they are not allowed to accept the whole components of blood itself, <sighs> as they would violate their religious belief based on a biblical command to abstain from blood. That is crazy. It's cool. It's cool. You can take fractions of it. You can take You can take parts. You can take all the parts. Like, could you take each of the parts independently one at a time? 
would it add up to okay. a whole part though okay. in your body? If, if you if okay, what if you did like a crazy straw solution where each of these <laughs> fractions are like so you have a bag of each and they all become and they all get twisted together in a twisty straw yeah, yeah. that then uh, goes into a needle in your arm and you get blood. I have four IVs, one in each arm and one in each leg, yeah. and one of the four components, the it, fractions, I got, I got if you will. 25% fractions up there. <laughs> and as long as they enter separately, they're technically not, and like the same. So I'm like, I'm really cheating the system, if you will. So I'm really taking it right to the edge like, of what's biblically allowed. I mean, I mean, hell is hot, but at the same time, I'm losing blood. <laughs> If this is the only way that I can that can remain alive, then so be it. Failed doomsday God. cult. <laughs> I love the idea of taking fractions to the next level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, because if you are if you are already bending over backwards to save your life or the life of your loved ones or other people in your cult by like isolating the different parts of blood, uh, which can't be good, then of course you do it into other things that are less life-threatening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course you put up Christmas lights. Yeah. It's a fraction of Christmas. Yeah. Duh. Christmas fraction. What? Fine. Look, I do the presents. I do Santa Claus. I don't fucking do eggnog. Yeah. Perfect. It's all fractions. Yeah, fraction, fraction. As long as it's not the whole Christmas, yeah. it's fine. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I listen. Yeah. Yeah, I do presents and eggnog and lights. Uh, I don't do uh, Frosty the Snowman. Interesting. Yeah. We don't do Home Alone 2. Oh. Different people, different fractions. How close are we getting to hell? Right up to the <laughs> precipice. <laughs> Just staring down in it. So dumb. I think it's hilarious. Wild. Absolutely wild. Thank you for sending that in, Chris. That was Indeed. amazing. Keep them coming. Indeed. There's a Facebook group. I guess personal chat. If you're if you're yeah, in, if, you, if, you, if you're in the know. If you have if you have any uh, um, completely impenetrable uh, specific religious based comedy, feel free to send that to us. <laughs> Tell us what else is going on for uh, the high holiday times. Mm. Are you excited about Halloween? Are you excited about the twi- about the Twin Towers? What are you excited <laughs> about? <laughs> Um, let us know. Are you excited about Tulsa King and his his, uh, his, uh, battle against single-use plastics? We are all excited about that. Oh, so great. I mean, he's a sword, he's a metal straw. I like a metal straw. It's fun. It's it's nice and cold in the ice. Did it say he had a smooth tongue? With his smooth tongue. Not Tulsa King, but, uh, Ranaswamy. Yeah, Vake. Let's see. There's a flashy slogans and a smooth tongue. Smooth tongue. Okay. Yep. You know that Eminem asked him to stop using his song at events because he was he would rap. I think the one the song from Eight Mile, yeah. which had to be horrible given what little we saw mm-hmm. on that Fox News. Yeah. Because his original raps are garbage, apparently, or at least what we and saw. And by original raps, you mean the one? Because literally, like he said, he's a freestyle. He was a freestyle rapper. Literally, the only evidence of that is that clip in which he rhymes the word trail with trail. Does he say that it's literally the same thing almost? Yeah, no, he says the same thing. All right, Fox News, come see us on the trail. Hey, we'll see you on the, we'll see you on the trail. <laughs> if I say my name's Vivek, it rhymes with cake. It ain't about thee, it isn't about me, it is about thee. The United States is about liberty. So Fox and friends, join us on the trail. We'll have some fun. I'll see you at the trail. Um, you that should have been a different word, <laughs> but you realized you couldn't word. write anything with trail. Come different see idea. us on the trail. 
a metaphor. I know I'm not going to fail. That would have worked. That would have worked. You go. I mean, it's still shit, but like when you say my name's Vivek, it rhymes with cake. Like, I'll see you on the trail. I'll see you on the trail. <laughs> like, cool. No, no, no. But listen, I, I said see you on the trail. See you at the trail. See you out the trail. See you out the trail? Yeah. Fox and friends, join us on the trail. We'll have some fun. I'll see you out the trail. Okay, in his mind, it was like, we're going to go take this all the way to the end of the trail. Where I'll lose. Um, goodness, Oof. what a crazy time to be alive. Oof. But thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, friend. Thank you for I, catching me off guard. Absolutely. Again. I, I want to say um, apologies that we didn't do an episode based on the debates. I don't know if we mentioned last episode that we we didn't do an episode on the debate. Obviously, we didn't do an episode on the first Republican debate. I thought it was going to be boring. <laughs> I thought without well, Trump now we there, know. it would be boring. If Trump had been there, would have done it. Thought it would be boring. Very kooky. So, uh, bad call. Bad call on my part. It's all right. There's plenty of debates to be had in the future. Indeed. Indeed. They can only get weirder from here. Hope. They've got to have a rap battle. Oh. I'm not watching it. Oh, well, I mean, we'll watch it if it's going to be. But if, if if they make him rap, that's going to be great. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Uh. And we'd like to thank you for listening to the Rap Jack 911 Project. A cliche jingoistic scream from Planet Earth's greatest nation. In fetishistic nationalism, as maybe just always intended it. Thank you, and good evening. <laughs>